0: Welcome back to Lost in Transition. My name is Riyadh.
1: My name is Kevin.
0: Today is Tuesday, March eighth. We are back with another episode. Um, last night, the Mavs beat the Javs, uh, and the Sixers beat the Bulls. Um, so me and Gladie both slept pretty well last night. Uh, Embiid's really, uh, really pushing for that MVP, um, as well as a, a lot of other players. Um, as we expected, the season is really heating up down the stretch. Um, there are a bunch, a few good matchups every night. Especially in the East, since it's so uh, so close in the top, that you know all those games are important.
1: When do you think this? Uh, when do you think the last time the MVP race has been this close? Uh, last year down the stretch. What? Last year? Didn't that? Huh? Luca. I mean, well, it, it was with...
0: in. It was injuries because like Embiid was right, up know, there, LeBron was saying, up with,
1: there. There's 20 games left in the season, and. Like it's, I mean, Embiid might be the favorite, but like it still seems like a legit, you could see three people winning the award. Yeah. With t- less than 20 games left. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's been a while since it's been that. Yeah. It's usually divided. one,
0: maybe two guys that are like at the top, and then they're like the rest are kind of, you know, trying to get up there. But to, yeah, you're right. It's like almost like a three way tie.
1: I don't think it's, it's probably since like the sixteen seventeen year when Westbrook won it and yeah. like Harden was right there. And like I think yeah. someone, I think maybe LeBron or someone else was there too.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That year was, I, I think they definitely wanted to give it to Westbrook. So I think it was like inevitable yeah. um, as long as he put up, put up that triple double. All right. So uh, today we're going to try to focus on uh, discussing some of the best teams in the league, um, and we're going to kind of cover the power rankings that the NBA came out with on uh, Monday and then kind of our spin to it. And then uh, we'll move on to the contenders. Um, we're going to East each list our top five um, contenders. Um, and then we'll get into like some injuries and, and maybe the play in tournament. Um, so for power rankings, I think um, we ca- I'll kind of just focus on the top 10 um, right now in the top five, Got the Suns number one. Um, I think they're deserving until they, you know, lose a bunch in the in a row. Um, you know, they have CP out now, so that could happen, but I don't see it happening. And book right, and Is books out yet? now. Yeah, books out too. Uh, he didn't play. He didn't play against the Bucks uh, the other night, which was which was a really good game. Um, obviously, CP and book were out, but it was still a good game. Um, second, I think, um, I was, I was a little bit between last time I had the Grizzlies. So I just kept them at that second spot. I don't think they've really lost any momentum, um, from their last rankings. So, um, you know, they're still top 10, both offensive and defense. Um, they've got a superstar in their squad. So, um, I think, you know, they'll, they right now. I think they're the, yeah, they're the second seed. I think they'll probably stay there. Um, I think third, I've got the heat. I think we've discussed them a little bit as contenders and, you know, I'm maybe a little bit lower on them in terms of true contenders, but I do think um, over the last few weeks they've been playing really well and without all of their pieces also. Um, So, you know, I think they're deserving to be up there in that top five um, power ranking for the best teams playing right now. Um, After that, um i was kind of in between i wasn't sure i think i think i would actually put the sixers number 4 um they've been on a little bit of a better streak in over the last 10 than the bucks um but you know well it's only been a few games with harden so i want to see how their offensive numbers their offense efficiency looks um over the next couple games stretch um but right now they're only 12th in the, in offense so um, I'm expecting that to get better, um, but in the in those top five, do you disagree with
1: anything, Glady? So who who did you have at five? The Bucks. The Bucks, yeah. The Bucks. Okay. Um, just and now uh, this is like current power rankings. Yeah, I think
0: I think those teams are like they're not they're on a on somewhat of a winning streak, and they're also you know playing playing at a high level toward you know towards the end of the season they're kind of hitting their stride that's kind of how i'm thinking about it right i mean there's not there's I, not too many questions about them kind of right
1: i think i'd have to put the celtics in there uh i mean they've been one of the best teams in the nba probably the best record in the nba since around christmas or a little after then uh or i guess technically probably the Suns are better but um best in the east at least um now as we'll talk about later like I wouldn't have them in my top five of like contender rankings. Yeah. But just in terms of power ranking, how they've been playing now. I mean, who would you take up- out of, who'd you take out of that top five? I would, I would probably, uh, especially cause they beat them the other day too. I would probably put them ahead of the Grizzlies. Oh, okay. Um, oh, wow.
0: So you, you have the Grizzlies like six then. Yeah. Okay. I would,
1: uh, I would have honestly the Suns and then the four teams in the East, uh, above the Grizzlies there um but yeah i mean i think that they've i mean they're right there they're second in the nba in defense um they i mean since like i said since christmas they've been the best defense by far in the nba uh tatum's really finding his stride now after a little bit of a slower start he's really starting to play make a lot better um which is obviously something one of his few weaknesses that we've seen um you know over the as he's developed into a you know as he's climbing the ladder in terms of like uh, you know player rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I mean, like you said, it, it's gonna be interesting to see the Sixers offense and how it moves and develops over the next couple of weeks and heading mm-hmm. into the postseason. Uh, in 117 minutes so far that Embiid, Harden, and Maxi have been on the floor, they have a plus twenty-nine net rating a 133 offensive rating 103 defensive rating so i mean it's super encouraging obviously it's Mm. still a small sample size uh, but at least they've played a couple i mean a couple good teams now a couple playoff teams um so i think i would definitely have them in there as well um and then you know i think a lot of the bucks even though they haven't like been great in their per se their last 10 or whatever they're six and four Mm -hmm. but I mean it's still just they're still 29 and eight when their big three play play and um, overall you know still have that championship equity and you know going into the postseason I mean there's there's going to be minimal series where Giannis doesn't have a very very good chance of being the best player in the series and yeah a lot of times that's the most important thing on who advances
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think I think you made a, a bunch of good points. Um, I think the Celtics, obviously, you know, they've climbed the rankings over the last few weeks, you know, probably more than you know, over the last few months, actually. Um, you know, they've been on, on a hot streak. Their defense is amazing. Their offense is getting better. Um, it looks like they made some great moves at the uh, at the deadline. Um, I just I, I think that I think with their record right now, um, they're still behind those teams that I had in the top five. So that's kind of where I, why I had them Um, for my next five. I have uh, the warriors six. Um, I, I think honestly they could be lower, but I didn't want to put them too low. They, they just haven't been good. They they're two and eight over the last 10 games. Um, Curry didn't play last game against, against the nuggets. Draymond's still not back. Clay is a shell of himself. Um, So, you know, I think, I think it's pretty fair to put them at six, maybe even lower. Um, I have the Celtics after that. I think just because the Warriors have a better record than the Celtics, I think I would put them up there above them, but the Celtics, you know, in a, in a week or so could be higher. Um, The Bulls, uh, you know, I think they're in this second group, the second, uh, second five, I think they make sense anywhere there, but I just don't see them ever getting to that top five. They just, they just have too many missing pieces. They it's, it's going to be tough, especially with the matchups out in the East. Um, I have the Mavs nine. I think they've been playing amazing lately. Lucas, you know, some, some say he has entered the MVP conversation and they're only like a few games behind. Well, I guess they're, they're still five games behind the Grizzlies, but they still they have a chance to get up to that three seed, I think. Um they just they they just beat the Jazz last night, which put them a half game up um, behind the Jazz. So that's why I have them above the Jazz. And then I have the Jazz tenth, just because I, I don't think you could put them any lower than 10, but to me they're you know,
1: they're not serious. Irrelevant, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, I have um the obviously the Grizzlies at six um i think that i have i would have the i guess you still gotta keep just because of what the warriors have done and a lot of the losing has just come without dream so i would yeah. still have them in the seventh spot i would put the mavs in front of the bulls just because i think the bulls are really falling apart right now i think they've their own 12 against top three teams in either conference so they haven't really beaten anyone all season um obviously heading into the postseason they're turning in the wrong direction the Mavs are turning in the right direction yeah. as well as the fact that the uh, Bulls like realistically I mean I know they've haven't had Lonzo or Caruso or Patrick Williams but like how much time are they really going to have to like gear up and like get in sync heading in the postseason so yeah that's why I, I mean, you never know. Just because they do have some high top end talent, but
0: and a lot of those pieces are new this year, so yeah. it's not so like it's they gonna have be equity from last year or whatever.
1: And since December 25th, they've been the 26th best defense in the NBA. So yeah,
0: yeah, I think that I think that was one of our concerns. Yeah, right after the season exactly. That, that, and, that and they started like,
1: out really strong, but yeah. I mean, they're missing a lot them. of it. Is probably because mm-hmm. their two best defensive players, Lonzo and Caruso, haven't played as many yeah. games as anticipated, but that's still a serious concern heading into the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, I would flip those two. And then, yeah, the Jazz, just because of the record, and Donovan Mitchell, you have them at 10, but like I said, I don't think they're really to be taken serious. Um, and realistically, like, I would, wouldn't have any trouble putting the Nuggets there instead of yeah. them. Um, yeah, but-
0: I was I was going to mention that, that uh, um, there's only really a- one other team that should be mentioned that would be considered in the top 10 is the nuggets with the way that Jokic has been playing lately um and they're you know they're in the seed. they could they could move up a little bit they're only um i think like a game behind the mavs so they could they could make a push definitely but yeah i think i think we we had pretty much almost the same exact teams just with a little bit of different order i think i think by the time you get to this point in the year you kind of know who should be up there like you know early in the season you have a bunch of weird weird teams at the top like the wizards or or whoever but um, at the end of the season you should be able to kind of windle it down to like the top 10 um, okay so to kind of uh, move into our uh, a similar topic is our top five contenders uh, me and Gladie kind of both made a a list um, to kind of discuss uh, I'll start off with mine in terms of uh, when I say top five contenders, I mean, these are the top five teams. I'm going to, I would pick to win the championship today. Like if I had to bet on it Um obviously there's like some injury concerns um, with some players that might be back, some players that are out right now. Um, but we'll, we'll kind of try to p- put a little bit of context around it. So right now i got the sun's number one, if I had to bet, today i would bet the suns win the title um they're probably the deepest team in the league um they've got two superstars if if cp can come back healthy um the only concern is cp getting back healthy and and kind of you know getting not being rusty going into the playoffs yeah Um, i mean
1: they've been the best team as well as you have the factor that the east is so much harder to get out of than the west this year yeah in our opinion so i mean i think that's not non negotiable, but that's who I would have at one as well. Yeah,
0: it's it's hard to argue against it. Number two, I have the Bucks. Uh they were my preseason pick. Um I don't I'm not like abandoning them for like my pick, but I'm just saying today I think the Brooke Lopez injury is a little bit worrisome for
1: certain matchups in the East. Um, and Connaughton, right? I don't know how serious his injury is, but he's been out. What I've heard, time, he, really I heard he was it. gonna
0: come back come back before the playoffs. Okay. Though, yeah, so.
1: just definitely you know, with the combination of the lack of Brooke and then the lack of losing PJ Tucker and not having Connaughton just kind of hurts their depth and their defense this year. They haven't been the same defensive team that they were last year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They've been kind of playing some, uh, a few, you know, newer pieces like Nawara and, um, uh, they just got Ibaka. So they've been kind of sticking them in as like bigger bodies, um, that can kind of defend in the post, but, um, it's all really going to come down to I, I honestly if I had to bet today that would be kind of the matchup in the in the finals right now um I think three if I had to bet today would be the Sixers um their offense I mean it was kind of just great from the Joel start and um <laughs> what?
1: well that's what it was before like before the trade it was just like Joe and mead, mead. like yeah. do everything and you know, hopefully people hit open shots around them. But. Yeah.
0: And I think, I think some of the th- conversation we have, we've had around the Sixers is, is kind of, I've made a few points about, you know, losing Simmons is going to hurt you a little bit on the defensive end, but I think over the years, and we've discussed this, that you only really need to be kind of average to above average defensively. If your offense offense is, is elite, you know, one of the best in the league. So I think, you know, they do have the the defensive pieces to match up with teams in the the playoffs. So I don't think that's a worry. Um, But in the playoffs, if they can get that, if they can have the best offense in the league, you know, I think that bodes well for them. Um, From what I've seen over the last, you know, since Harden's got there, it just seems like they can get whatever shot they want Um, with, you know, with different combinations of players. They kind of have really a very versatile offense where they can kind of <clears throat> play it any way they want. Um, Harden's being a, a, a good distributor. Um, and, you know, if he can just be a distributor and that's all you need, I mean, that's, that's really – you can't beat that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, even last night, like, it was the first game, he kind of, like, struggled from the field, like, percentage-wise. But, like, Embiid was just right there to pick it up with 43 points. And, like, Harden still just facilitated, controlled the game in every facet and had 14 assists so like
0: and Embiid's shots were like mo- most of them were like good good shots he
1: didn't have to oh, like yeah. force it they were in the, in his rhythm um so it really because everyone's always like oh Harden you just have to play like a pick and roll lob threat but like even like a soft roll or just like Harden waits an extra second and Embiid like catches it last minute and just has a little like flip up for a layup like it doesn't always have to be thrown to the rim you know obviously it might have been his preference in the past but with two talents of Harden and Bede they're going to find a way to make it work
0: yeah definitely um I think uh the Heat I would have four um I th- I know we've discussed a little bit about the Heat and I said yeah they, I'm kind of surprised you have that. yeah I think I think with some of the some of the veterans that they have and I think because of the the injuries to the Warriors, the injuries to the Nuggets, um, the Grizzlies being so young, I th- and the Heat having the number one seed—that's why I put them. I
1: don't. It's like, kind of crazy I, that the one seed like might not even be the greatest thing this year, because like there's a good chance you could play Brooklyn,
0: play the Nets. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that that would be that would that would be that wouldn't be ideal, but um, yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess whoever. I guess you could say that whoever gets the one seed.
1: Um, so, well, like, uh, but it also could be the two seed. Like, yeah, but like, just how things. We'll get into it more in the play-in tournament. But that's kind of the context
0: context of why I have the Heat at four. Um, I think the Mavs could kind of move maybe ahead of them, but again, they have one superstar, and they're just I think at a tougher spot because they would have to play the Suns in the second round. And then I have the Grizzlies five just because they, they're a very deep team, just like the Suns. Um, they've shown that they can beat the best teams in the West um, and they're they have a superstar. They have a very good defense. And just compared to the other teams, I just there's too many other too many questions for the other teams that I have below them.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, I kind of jumped in and commented on most of yours. Yeah. Um, I think that the only thing I would flip is just come playoff time. I still think that Draymond sounds like he's going to be back on the 14th. I think I'd give them the five spot over the Grizzlies. Um, Uh I do think the Suns are significant favorites in the West. Um, But just at the end of the day, I think it's so tough for a team like the Grizzlies to go from never – being you know winning a playoff series they've won one game in the playoffs um and then they got swept by the jazz last year I just think it's tough to make that jump from there into true contention and you know once they do get Draymond back and I know Clay hasn't looked the same but you still have Steph um you still have a lot of pieces that around them who you know, their job is a lot easier when Draymond on, is on the court. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it kind of admit, admits the struggles that they've had recently. I think once the playoffs start, they're going to. Yeah. Be I, th-
0: okay. I think, I think I would, I would disagree with you with on that. I think obviously Draymond does, you know, he's one of the most important pieces on the team. He's the glue. He's a defensive guy. He's the veteran. He's the leader. Um, I just think, I think, you know, in the playoffs, he needs two amazing shooters next to him. Like, Steph has been is obviously an amazing shooter, but he hasn't had the greatest year. Like he's shooting under forty percent. So I think for Draymond's impact to be, you know, what it has been in the past, S- Steph and Clay have to be, you know, forty percent shooters from three. And I just don't see. I just don't see the other pieces. Like they've been playing Moody a lot. They've been playing uh, Kaminga a lot. I and just don't. Good, they both have
1: been giving them very good minutes. I mean, yeah, yeah, not but it's a regular in the season, playoffs. man. I yeah, just exactly. don't. I just yeah, don't but there, goes, there goes your regular season. The jet the Grizzlies haven't had any experience doing anything consistently in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, you're right. Um I think they're they're a more talented team in terms teams of in terms of like one through eight. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we could you can kind of poke holes in, in, in most of them.
1: Um but I yeah think I, both, especially like I think a big issue for the Warriors would be if they run into a team like the Nuggets. Um, just because Jokic is such a matchup nightmare for them with their lack of size. I mean, Wiseman's coming back to the G League, but like realistically, you're not going to trust him very much in playoff minutes um, and essentially his rookie season. Um, And then, you know, I think Looney is like 6'9", Mike. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I I think you definitely want to avoid someone like the Nuggets if you're the Warriors in the first round, just especially if the potential of, you know, Murray and MPJ uh, getting back. I think it could be scary.
0: Yeah, I think I think the Nuggets um, could move up if, if Jamal and uh, um, Michael Porter come back. I think I would have them a little bit higher. I have them like eight right now. Well, I have eight, nine, ten. I have Nuggets, Nets, Lakers, and obviously Lakers, Nets. There's a lot of questions. Lakers, more questions than the Nets. But um, I think, you know, those. there is a world where those teams move up in the rankings as the season ends. I just um don't see it happening
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they still
0: still got lebron bro he's about to win the scoring title like i'm not betting against that man i'm betting against them
1: this year (laughs) that's for sure
0: well if they play the suns anybody else i think they get beat um all right so we can jump into the play-in a little bit we discussed some of the teams that would be in the play in, but um so right now in the east it's the raptors hornets nets hawks in that order Seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, the Hawks had a bad loss last night to the Pistons. Should have won. Uh, the Nets look like they. We don't know who's going to be playing night tonight, so who knows if they're going to be moving up. So if if we just if we just accepted that these will be the play in teams um, right now, I'd say. I mean, I'd say if I had to bet, I'd say the Nets are the best team like out of the play in, but just because they have the most talent. I have no idea how they're going to look though.
1: So, I mean, it's going to depend how it ends up now. Like a really interesting thing to watch is it's probably the Raptors are probably going to end up in the seven seed, right? I mean, yeah. I think there's more of a chance of them moving up to the six seed as opposed to them falling back to the eight seed. And that's a huge, huge factor because if the Raptors get the seven seed, then Kyrie can't play in that playing game. If you, yep. if they were the eight seed. So, I mean, that that's that's huge i mean i definitely think the raptors have the versatility defensively where i think they could definitely beat the nets in a one game play in well um, even
0: if they fell even if they stayed at nine they would have to beat the he wouldn't even be able to
1: play in, i don't think in either game right but they're tied with the hornets right now and realistically and they play tonight. I, I don't know i just think i think that they'll move up although i don't know how many home games they have as opposed to away it's, it's so
0: crazy though with the nets though like their, their players There's so are so many factors. I mean, yeah, their
1: players are, are like healthy and good to play, they just don't play. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like, and I legit don't think Ben Simmons is gonna play this year, so at all. Um, no, I don't think he is. He's going to the Sixers game on Thursday. Yeah, I know. I'm like, he's gonna, oof. he's got another thing coming for him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Realistically, I think that they will finish eight and have to play in that playing game. These uh, guys the are going to be so rabid. <clears throat> yeah. They have playoff security already for the game on Thursday. So like playoff level, like they're. At- yeah. So do you not even think the Hawks are going to get into the playoffs this year.
0: Yeah, man. Like they, they lose too many, too many bad teams. Um, yeah. They lost
1: last night to the Pistons, right?
0: Yeah. And they were up by one with a, like a second and a half left. And Bogdanovich, like, uh as soon as they inbound a fouls Kate cunningham and Kate cunningham sends it to overtime so it's like i don't know those those are not good losses um i think the east is just too stacked to be that low of a seed right now um but because it is so close like you could see like a fifth sixth seed maybe beating um you know a one two three seed in the second round um if the Nets, you know, make it to the eighth round or the eighth seed, they could—I mean, they could—they could, they could be a second seed, or, you know, whatever. Or if they make it to the seventh seed, um, but the Hawks, I just—they could move a little bit up in the in the rankings, but I don't see them getting to six. Um, so they're gonna have a—they're probably gonna have a tough game against someone um, in that play-in, and you know, after that, it's just gonna be tough for They just—they're just, they're not as good defensively as they were last year, and it's just—I guess that was the difference um you want to talk about
1: the west playing
0: yeah so uh looks like it's right now it's the wolves the clippers the lakers and the pelicans seven eight nine ten wolves have
1: been one of the hottest teams lately i think they've won eight of ten uh
0: yeah seven and three of the last ten um one four straight yep uh yeah they're they're ninth in in offense in the league and 17th in defense i mean those those numbers are pretty good it's pretty much average defensively and top 10 in offense um, you know compared to where their franchise was that uh, you know that's that's a good sign for
1: them it'd be uh, cool to see if they played the warriors in the first round like a because of that d-low wiggins trade and how they play each yeah other. yeah i mean do
0: who do you realistically like if Kawhi and pg don't come back and if the lakers stay trash like who is the best team is it
1: the wolves out of those it could be the pelicans yeah it could be now that they have, i mean they've been playing a lot better since they the have McCollum trade yeah. mccollum has uh, been balling and that's the same like that's a dangerous that's a dangerous seven or eight seed if i mean i don't think zion's going to come back this year but if if that door opened where you're you have a McCollum, ingram herb jones zion and valanchunas lineup like that's
0: pretty scary <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think one thing um, that e- every team in the West playing is doing is they're trying to get to that seven seed because they do not yeah. want to play Suns the first round. I think that's yeah. in the West. I think that's obviously the the number one team you don't want to play in the first round, right. um, or even the second round. Like I think the Mavs are trying to get up to that three yeah. seed so they don't have to. If they can, you know, win the first round, they won't have to play the fucking Suns yeah. in the second round. Um, but yeah, I think I think the play-in tournament is going to be pretty fun if if the Nets and Hawks stay in it on the East. Um, on the West, it's going to be fun with the Lakers in it. So another successful year for the play-in tournament. Yeah, right.
1: Seriously, and you're going to have the Nets in there. So, and even the Hawks. I mean, go to the conference finals the year before. You a have lot have of the pressure in there. Yeah, so, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of. I mean, there's definitely going to be. I mean, unless the Nets and the Hawks end up getting the 7-8 seed, like, there's going to be, like, a beyond big disappointment to not make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, definitely. In other news uh, around the league, um, Popovich tied Don Nelson for most wins la- last night, uh, beating the Lakers, uh, a LeBron-less Lakers. Yes. Yeah, so a, a, a despondent a despondent LeBron on the popcorn. bench. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, congrats to him. He's got that uh, – He's got that, uh, um, that Balkan heritage, heritage like me. <laughs> so, uh, did you, um, watch, uh, the new w- show on HBO winning time came out on the Lakers? Uh, did you watch I the actually, first episode?
1: I couldn't on Sunday, but I gotta, I gotta get on that. I'm really looking forward to Did you watch it?
0: Yeah, I watched it. It was really good. I listened to the, um, they have like a companion podcast, uh, with like the, they had like the guy playing magic, um, they had Adam McKay and then Rick Fox was like the host. Oh nice. And they talked a little bit about <clears throat> Is it HBO. Like, yeah, it's HBO
1: hour. Uh
0: yeah, hour episode. Nice. So they after the episode, they will do like a a quick little uh like a sit down with Rick Fox to talk like 10 minutes about the episode and then the actual podcast you have to go on like Spotify or whatever. Nice. Um but I thought it was really, really good. Um, and I'm excited for the next episodes. Uh, John C. Riley plays Jerry bus and he's just, just, I love that guy. Um, but it's, it's going to be fun. Cause it's, I think it's based off of like Jeff Perlman's new book about the dynasty. So it, it has a lot of like detailed stuff. Um, it really portrays like it, it's, it's cool to see. Cause like we, we've always been like huge, obviously huge basketball fans and like Especially in the '80s, like that's everybody knows the Lakers-Celtics uh, um, rivalry. So just like kind of jumping back in there and seeing seeing how they depict them, I,
1: I think yeah. it's really cool. I love it'll be cool to see like uh, a like a fictional like obviously like cart like people playing roles like that yeah. because like I remember even just watching like the Bird Magic documentary and how awesome that was when it came yeah. out. Yeah, you know, it's ten years cool. ago, whatever. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. And the, and the show is like, it has, it's, it's Adam McKay. I don't know if, to our listeners, if you know who Adam McKay is, but he does a lot of like dramedy comedy. Like he did the big short, he does, he did like Step Brothers. He did, he, um he did that, the new movie um uh, don't look up. Um, so he's, he's, it, it has like a lot of comedy in it too. So it's, it's, it's really, really good show so far. Um, all right. So I think that wraps up this episode. Thank you, Gladdy. Thank you to everyone out there. Please rate and subscribe and we will see you next time. Peace.